0: Hello, welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello, everybody. All right. Thanks for joining us. Final episode of Look at the Family. Uh, we have been trudging along. I know this content is not necessarily the most exciting content for most of you out there, but it's good content. So my hope is it's been really helpful for many, many of you out there. Uh, what I want to do today is going to be a lot more challenging. So hang on for the ride and away we go. The intersection of culture and family, but from a clinical view. Okay. So this is, this is a lot going on. Let's start with culture. Little explanation of culture. Culture is, it always, 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 always starts from the individual. A single individual can shift an entire culture. Now, does every single individual shift the entire culture? Not necessarily. There's a lot of followers, a lot of lemmings, people who are just mindlessly going through their day. That's part of being in a culture. You might be one of those mindlessly wandering through your day kind of folks. Uh, I hope not. Uh, I don't think that's the best way to go through this, this experience we call life, but there are people who do that. So we have to acknowledge that. Individuals make the culture possible think about this can a culture live with an individual yes can a culture live without an individual no it can't if you don't have at least a person you cannot have a culture period so fundamentally culture starts with the person moves to the pair moves to the to the 3 to the 5 to the 10 to the 5 million right it, there there are things that happen with boundaries like houses or communities like cities or towns and then things that happens with nations and then with uh continents and like there's things that create similarities because well they have to right we typically eat similar foods well at least historically we typically ate similar foods as our neighbor why Because that's what we could grow. That's what we could find in our area. Now, we could ship them all over the world. So it's more world-like culture. But it's still got its limits. There's certain things that just don't ship well. Which means if you don't live where those things are, you probably won't experience them. Okay? Culture starts from the individual, works its way to the mass. It's always in that order. Family. Family is a subsect of culture. It comes after the individual, but before the uh, community, let's say, okay? After the individual, before the community. It often is viewed as the foundation of any culture because culture's that appreciate, respect, love, care for children and families often thrive. Those that do not often struggle, okay? So the families can often considered a core element. And where they intersect, that's what we're gonna get after today. So before we get into assessing, cause we're gonna do some of that, and adjusting our course, To compensate for culture, you have to know that culture starts with the individual. you got to keep that locked away tight in your brain. That what I do impacts my culture every single day, even if I am mindlessly going through the day. My choice to interact or not interact changes everything. Okay, so now that that's locked away in your, your little brain up there, let's take a look at culture, knowing that it starts with ourselves, you, me, anybody who's listening to this. This is why we started, when we look at the family that I've been putting together, this this five-week thing, when we we take a look at the family, we started with principles. Why? Because what? matters to you changes your culture but only only if you live it if you don't live it it doesn't matter to you that's how it works when it gets to culture because culture is responding to the individual you, me everybody listening okay then we went to a look at the roles. There are many different roles individually that I might have. I might go and work, hunt, gather. I might go, uh, I might be a dad. I might be a, you know, and so on and so on, right? We look at these different roles. I'm an employee. I'm an employer. I, you know, it, it goes on and on. How I spend my dollar. That's a role I play in my culture. If I spend my dollar on buying plants, plants are important in my culture. If I don't, they're not (laughs) that simple folks. So then we, we went on and we explored areas of life so that you could take those principles, those roles and look at different areas of structure around you. 40 developmental assets, the different types of transitioning topics that were discussed. Then we established goals. We did all of this before we brought into the discussion culture. Why? I know you know the answer, folks. Because what creates culture? Individuals, families, they create culture. So that individual stuff had to come first. There was there was no other clinically, there's no other reasonable way to go about it. Well, some of you are probably going, you know, I think I can make a commercial and shift people's habits. You probably could. Some. But you'd be surprised how few, if there aren't individuals spreading the message. Not very many. Not very many. It's not until they talk about it individually that it becomes critical because that's the intersection of something like family, that more, uh, you know, individual mindset that yes, it's a family group. It's a group mindset, but how that particular pocket, that family unit works determines how our cultures value families and individuals. So if we break down the family completely, then our culture is only going to be interested in the value of the individual because the family's broken down, which is why it's so critical in a clinical sense that we don't break down the families, that divorces drop, that people stay together and they learn to fight through the hard stuff because there's always going to be hard stuff, folks. There just is. That is a fact of life. It cannot be simple. I just saw this video. It, it made it perfectly clear. There was uh, it was a super short clip. This guy walks by the door, boom, hits his shoulder, and he kind of just glances over and walks away. Um, and then, and then it fast forwarded. That was the 1970s, the 1980s. Bam, you know, looks over, says, "Really," and then walks away. And then the the 90s came and. It's like, bam. Oh, oh, oh. And they, you know, and, and then the two thousands come and it's bam. ooh, they fall down and they're like crying. And it, it, because why, why does that all make sense in this context? Because what they're telling you is we're getting soft. You got to understand things in this life aren't easy. You're gonna run into things. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna fall down. You're gonna get hurt. Do I want you to get hurt? Of course not, but please don't. Take appropriate precautions, but understand if you're gonna do anything worthwhile, you will get hurt. It's just a matter of time because you're gonna make a mistake. Your friend is gonna make a mistake. Your 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 partner's gonna make a mistake. And it's going to hurt. And you kind of got to suck it up and deal with it because that's just part of the deal sometimes. Learn how to do that in a healthy way, which we've talked about in other ones. So it's very easy to get lost in culture when we don't know who we are individually and as a family. That's what this this breaking down of the family junk is driving me nuts, folks. Because that intersection, if we break down the family, and we essentially get to the point where the vast majority of the people in the United States do not have a strong sense of belonging to a family, then people are much, much more influenced by the media, by the politicians, by the, 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 the culture. And that sucks. They're more easily influenced. And we don't want that. What we want is appropriate and healthy skepticism and looking at things and saying, does that fit into my values? Does that fit into my principles, the things that I stand for or not? So we're going to do some cultural considerations for you today. All right, let's start. uh, Let's start with where we are broken as a culture because this points to where you are broken as individuals so as a culture uh we have lost much of the ability to be uh skeptical in a healthy way cautious have appropriate boundaries where it's it's getting lost folks It's getting lost because of things like pornography. It's getting lost because of things like gender identity. It's getting lost. And again, sex is not bad. Sex is actually good. Porn, not good. That's unhealthy. It's an objectification of another human being for selfish gain. This gender thing. It's easy. It's easy to look at that and think, ah, it doesn't affect me, but it does because it's impacting our culture. Now, social media impacts our culture. Why? Because social media can blow little things into big deals literally little things. No, no offense to anybody out there but I'm going to offend you. No, I I, I probably won't offend you, to be honest. I'm not. On, I hope I don't offend you on this. But this gender identity stuff is not as big as you think. The education thing is bigger than you think. When you look at the culture, the gender identity stuff is smaller than you think. And the education thing is bigger. What do I mean by that? Well, When we break it down to the individual level, how many people are seriously impacted by gender identity issues? Not very many. Is it more now than there has ever been in history? Of course. Yes, because it's contagious, like, like many things. Believe it or not, we've known this for a long time. Suicide is also contagious. When suicides go up in an area, you typically go from zero, 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 zero to like four or 7, 10 in a very short period of time. Why? Because it's contagious. Once the idea is planted that this might be a thing, then it becomes a thing for a while until people go, oh, wait a minute. This isn't a thing. This shouldn't be an option. So it's contagious. Yeah. It's, it's more now, but it's smaller than you think because it's being blown up by social media. And why is education a bigger deal than you think? Think about it. How many of you went to a school? Oh, I'll bet it was all of you at some point. And you're going to be like, well, my kid homeschools. Yeah, but did you? And if you did, did you did you ever go to college? Did you ever go sit for a, a GED and have exposure to the testing materials? There's exposure. Maybe you've limited it, but there's exposure, which means every individual is impacted by education, but not every individual is impacted by gender identity. So it's easy to tell that the big deal is education, the little deal is gender identity. But what makes you more emotional? Hmm. Well, everybody goes to school. So, you know, there's nothing unique about that that's the, that's why it's the place to plant the seeds folks when you can get every individual exposed to the same things you can create a unification process that could be used to manipulate or for good we could use it to help people learn how to think or we could tell people what to think there's a big difference We don't want to tell people what to think. We want to help people learn how to think, which is why I even exist in this podcast forum. Okay. So other cultural considerations, religion, it's a cultural consideration. What about religion? All of it. How many people on the planet are religious? It may be the lowest active religious numbers we've ever seen. But it doesn't mean if I were to interview 10 people on the street, probably somewhere between eight and nine of them are going to say, yeah, I'm religious. I don't go to church or yes, I'm religious. And here's my affiliation or something along those lines. Still, it's probably close to eight or nine out of 10, 80 to 90%. percent will say I'm spiritual. I'm religious of sorts. There's a higher power than me. So, can it be ignored? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Art. Art impacts every single one of us on an individual level. You're like, I don't look at art. Uh, You ever listen to music? Folks, these are big deals because remember, the way to change the culture is to get to the individual. It's always been that way, and it will always be that way. Get to the individual. Politics. Many people can ignore politics. Most people are impacted by politics, and they know it. So I would say for adults, politics is, uh, you know, I'd say probably, I don't know, what do you think? Maybe 70% pay some attention to it maybe they're only paying attention to their dinner table topics those things like the taxes and stuff like that but but there is some attentiveness to it and at certain times maybe a little bit more at other times maybe a little bit less but the vast majority of us know that we have been impacted by politics and so that that's a big deal language any of you speak listen communicate with nonverbals make sounds, paraverbals. So language is a cultural consideration. The words I choose, the way I choose to speak, who I speak to, who I choose not to speak to. All of these things matter. How about money? Yep, we're all impacted by it. The economy, all that stuff. These are really important considerations. Uh, Customs. Norms. Values, absolutely. But I'm going to come back to that one, okay? Because that's that's an issue. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to mark that so that I don't forget to come back to it. Geography, geography impacts us all. If you live by a mountain, well, you can't not live by the mountain because you live by the mountain. If you live by the river, you can't not live by the river because you live by the river. I know that sounds ridiculous and redundant, but geography changes a lot of things. If a bridge gets shut down, what do you do? Well, I go the alternate route. Yeah, you do because you have no choice unless it just changes your whole entire day and you just go home or you get get stuck at work because the bridge is out. I mean, it changes everything. So yes, geography matters. Uh, history. Ooh, ooh, that's a tough one, because we we make so many mistakes learning and growing from history. And I'm going to prove it to you real quick because I've been reading something super interesting, and I want to read something to you right out of this. I actually posted this in a. <laughs> Uh, in one of my social media platforms and so far got zero responses because people don't know this, but there's this line, this line in this book. It says, once again, it was demonstrated that there was no more effective method of concealment. That means hiding than the broadest publicity. So if you want to conceal something, just throw it out into the world that's interesting why cuz we do that today any ideas where i'm reading that from i am reading that from a, a a book called mein kampf anybody know what that is yes that's hitler's book in the introduction it is stated for years mein kampf stood this was by the way written in the 1920s a hundred flipping years ago stood as proof of the blindness and complacency of the world. That would be the individuals for in its pages, Hitler announced long before he came to power, a program of blood and terror in a self revelation of such overwhelming frankness that few among its readers had the courage to believe. Once again, it was demonstrated that there was no more effective method of concealment than the broadest publicity. We often don't learn from our history, folks. We're seeing this stuff go on right in front of us. Open your eyes. The culture doesn't hide from you. It doesn't because it's made up by you. You're like, well, I would never go around shooting people. Even if our leader told us to look at the division that's happening right now, folks, and tell me it couldn't get to that. If we allowed this to go on and on, I'm watching people lose their morality on a daily basis with pornography, with violence, with all kinds of stuff. And yes, we always wrestle with this stuff. That's not new. But are we blind to what's happening right in front of us? We've got two presidents in a row who took things from the White House to secret locations. You know, one in Florida and others went to a garage and to a... a college or a university that were secret, top secret. I don't know. They were documents, which we we don't even know, folks. But these people knew better. Like even, even if there was nothing wrong with the things that they took, they knew better than to take them without permission. They just did. And yet they took them anyway. It's happening right in front of you, folks. You cannot ignore history and be successful. If you don't learn from it, we will repeat it. That's a cultural consideration to make. Climate. Climate affects every single person. Is it as big as they make it? Well, here's an interesting one for you. I've said this before. How long have we looked at the climate? Let's give ourselves more credit than we should deserve. A hundred years. How old is the earth claiming, or or do they claim the earth is? 4.5 billion years. That's what a lot of scientists claim. 100 years of evidence to explain 4.5 billion years of existence. That's a data set that is way too small. For us to conclude, we are going to create the end of the earth. If you don't stop using carbon, if you don't stop using fossil fuels, if you don't use wind power, which by the way, kills the birds. And oh yeah, it does give some of them a nesting place, uh, but it kills other ones. Um, you, what about, what, what about the solar panels that? heat up areas, completely changing the climate. And then you have to dispose of the chemicals that that are used to convert. Look, folks, we will impact our world because we're in it, period. It doesn't matter what we do. It will impact our world. Now, should we limit the negative impacts we have on the world? Yeah, I think so but when we look at climate it impacts us all that's why it's pushed to the forefront why so many people care because if the climate changes too much then my beautiful house on the lake is going to be not a lake house uh if I, I wish i had a lake house I'm, i was just saying that as a made up so that was not real um you know it, they, but you know i i want to be able to ski in the mountains and you know they they're not going to get snow because it's too warm Look, folks, there will, you know, until the people are all gone, there will be snow. You just might have to travel to a different place to get it. Well, it is what it is, folks. Climate is important. It affects us all. Sex and gender. These are all cultural considerations. Now I want to look at these things from the lens of the family. Are families going to church? Some. Is it as many as there have historically been? No. So there's a breakdown happening there. Whether you think that's a good breakdown or not, that's up to you to decide. I tell tell you, I I teach you how to think, not what to think. But religion is being impacted. From the family. How about art? How many of you have art that you appreciate in your home how many of you put your children's art up how many of you encourage your kids to sing dance uh how many of you encourage them to draw paint how many of you think that that's a useless career ouch folks ouch an athlete is just an artist think about that folks They are an artist. They manipulate their body in the context of a sport and they create a show. And sometimes it's like an awesome show. Sometimes it's just, they're just doing their art. Politics. Where are the families in politics? There are those who... I mean, look, we've got this whole thing going on with Joe Biden and the potential that the entire family was involved in the politics. I'm not sure that's a good idea. But where's the family that's coming in and saying, uh, you know, you just had a stroke, Fetterman? Maybe, maybe take some time, do some recovery first. I don't know. Where's the family? Where's where's the the, the politicians who who? are excited about sharing their family with the world because they just know that they're safe and they're going to be taken care of and that the people will not hold the spouse accountable for what the husband did and hate them and spew hatred toward them and threaten their life. Where's the family in politics, folks? We could go on and on through this list. But I want to hit a couple of things. One, I want to hit like a head on because around here, we don't mind hitting the hard topics. I want to hit fathers and I want to hit two parent homes. I know in 2023, it is possible to raise a child in a single parent home. As a clinician, I work with this a lot. Allah, Allah, Allah. And I know it's possible. Is it best for the child? No. Hands down, it's not. Not even close. Well, what if me and my spouse are fighting and we can just never get along and we hate each other? Go to counseling. Learn. Because here's the thing. If that's what you're doing with your spouse, what are you going to teach your kid anyway? You're going to teach them that crap regardless of whether you're with them or not with them, you're going to teach them that. So don't use y- your, 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 uh, your hatred, your anger as an excuse. Get up and do your friggin' work. I don't care if you're the husband or the wife, do your work. Why? Because a two parent home. Changes a lot of things for a child. When a mom and a dad can learn To figure things out. And a kid can learn that that's a possibility. They don't quit. They don't quit. They have more courage. They have more uh, uh, patience. They stick to things a little bit longer. And when things get rough for them in their relationship, they know where they can go to get information. Because you didn't quit. The two-parent home makes a big difference well, we did uh we adopted, and so we separated because we were just adopting anyway, oh my gosh, even worse, because adopted kids have attachment stuff they're dealing with already. You add divorce into that, and oh my gosh, I mean, you're basically taking away some of their last hope. Oh, you can be wanted up to a certain point. Is that what you're telling them? And then you're not. I mean, what kind of message is that to an adopted kid? It's not unconditional. It's not, I'm your person. Okay. The last thing I want to address fatherlessness. Dads out there. I'm going to be really direct with you folks. Unfortunately, Many of you do not represent me well. I say that because I care about you. Why? Because unfortunately, whether you, whether I want you to represent me or not, if you're a dad, you're in the same category as me. You fill a role exactly like I do. The only question is, do you fill it or do you avoid it? And if you are avoiding your role as a dad, you make me and every other dad who's trying to make this stuff work look like crap. And I got to tell you, that's messed up. You need to fix yourself. Start with something simple. Something safe. S- send money. Uh, you know, go have a visit if, you, if you're you know, ready to do that but start the process of connecting these children that are fatherless to their father. And the only one who can do it is a dad who checks into them. That's it. Put your phone down. Fatherlessness is not just fathers that aren't in the home. Put your phone down, turn off the TV, go for a walk, go for a hike, not only on vacation, but routinely, once a week. I look Once a month would be better than what a lot of you out there are doing, men. Get your crap together. Now, while I'm on the topic, women who are connected to men who are not being dads, you're going to have to find a way to help bridge that gap. He will not be able to do it alone. Just like you can't do it alone. You have to have somebody babysit or you have to like, there's all these things you have to work out. I get it. I was raised by a single mom, but if you don't bridge that gap, he won't be able to make his way back into the life of that child. So do something different folks. I'm trying to help you here because the intersection of culture and family is absolutely critical to our community as a nation and as a world. Who's setting the example of what it means to be a family right now? Who is it, folks? It's got to be you. You, not me. You're like, I don't even have children. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Are you a a son or a daughter of somebody? Be the best son or daughter of somebody. Are you dating somebody? Be a good partner in dating. Be responsible. Live with principles. Fulfill your roles. Folks, this whole family thing is a tough one. I welcome questions. If you have questions for me, let me know. But keep this in mind, no matter what, no matter what, what you do at the individual level will impact every single stage along the way. You are the opposite of powerless. You are powerful. What you do, in fact, does matter because it impacts the person next to you and next to them, and next to them, and so on it goes. Every single thing you do matters. Some things matter more, but everything you do matters. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this was helpful. Uh, I I will see how this one turns out once you hear it. Give me feedback. Send me a note. uh, Engage as much as you want. We're on all the different platforms. I appreciate you joining us, and have a good one. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy-perspectives.com, you'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.